For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in that games meeting. My mind, thank you for joining us in this 199th conversation. <laughs> this conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Spotify and Apple podcasts and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations, especially next week, big 200, come check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all of our links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can get in the chat, you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you want to support us uh, on the podcast services, you can give us a five-star rating and a written review. Or if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment below. We endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support, support the show financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com, what? Popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Man, I don't know how people do bids. I really don't like so last year last week i was like i'm gonna do the beard thing mm-hmm. i'm going fucking insane mm-hmm. it's itching it's mm-hmm. annoying my lip mm-hmm. it, it's this constant weird uncomfortable sensation on my face mm-hmm. and well i'm gonna i'll be clean shaven for next week because if 200 i'm gonna look better i look like shit right now what happens if your bead comes in the next week you can't this you can't has lose that been gr- like three <laughs> weeks but i'm gonna need you can't lose that growth. 200 is gonna need to be delayed about a month for me to get back to this <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's gone. And they've got a wedding the weekend after anyway. So, oh, your heads up. I've got a wedding the weekend after on the Saturday. Okay, that's cool. It's going to be the Sunday. Yeah, that's fine. So, you know. Yeah, that's fine. I forgot until Millie told me. I'm like, oh, better tell Max. Forgot. I told you like two weeks ago that I'm gone, gone away to Sydney for a stag do for a weekend. Wait, yeah, when's that? <laughs> end, of, end of May. Oh, sweet. Plan. It's like 28th, 29th, yeah, 30th. Let's yeah. get pageant. <sighs> but how's your week been, man? Busy. Yeah? Busy. So... Uh, work's been crazy, so um, they've opened up a second site. So I lost well, when COVID started. They're like, "Hey, we want you to do extra hours every day to do like yep. a, a COVID clean." I'm like, "Yep, cool, no worries." And then they're like, "Oh, it's not going to last forever." Okay. And so I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And then now they've opened another site, and they're like, "My my new boss is like, so because these COVID hours aren't like proper contracted hours, how would you like?" more time than what we're currently giving you to clean the other side as well. So I'm doing two sites a day now. So instead of working 4.7 or like four and three quarter hours plus a little bit extra, I'm now doing seven and a half hours a day. Doing big honking full days doing now, big, overnight. Big honking full day overnighters. Jesus. So that's good. Um, I'm excited about that. So that starts on Monday. So busy week this week because I had to go check out the new site, yep. see what needs to be done. Um, my wife, unfortunately, had to do training this week at work, which means instead of starting at her usual one o'clock, allowing me to sleep in the morning, she had to start at 8.30. Yeah. 
So I had to, I'd been awake since t- midday the day before. I had to stay awake until midday the following day until she finished work on her split shift. Then I got to sleep and then she had to go back to work at 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. So that was a garbage day. So I've been wrecked all. It's been a horrible week. Well, because Mad Dog in the chat, it's been he's an absolute commented, horrible week. Woo overnighters. Now, because he, he, I think he and I have had we because he, I believe he works at McDonald's. Used to work at McDonald's. And he used to do the overnight shifts. I used to do the overnight shifts, and they suck us up when I worked in that case. They were the worst. I got, I mind you, I did kind of fucked around the whole time, but um, they suck. They wreck you for days. I still don't know how you do it on a weekly. <laughs> on a weekly, you get used to it. I mean, I've been doing it for five years now. Yeah. And I've just gotten used to sleeping for five hours a day. And then on the weekend, I sleep for, I think, uh, yesterday, I got almost 12 hours. Just kind of pack, pack <laughs> in the weekend. <laughs> just, that's when I just catch up. It's like, pass out and die for 12 hours. <laughs> That's not too bad. Which, su- which sucks for my wife because obviously she has to look after our kid for like 12 hours while I'm just like dead to the world. Yeah, and now like, yeah, and it's got some good dollar redos. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Good games coming out soon, so go make sure you get their monies. And like it, it currently fits our, our it suits our lifestyle at the moment because obviously my wife works late afternoons until yeah. the evening, so I get to you know we don't have to put our kid in childcare. That's handy. It means I get to spend every day with her, which is awesome. Yeah, because that's that's one of the biggest things. Well, because she's only young anyway, so she doesn't need that socializing mm. just yet. But yeah, um, but yeah, my week's been all right. Nothing too exciting uh, to report. It is mostly the same. It's just work, work being work. Uh, you, had a, you had a health scare this week, which was why I, had a health- I, I, oh, was, originally, yeah. I was originally going to record from home today. Yeah, so my son, uh, shit, what day? Sometime earlier in the week, uh, just came home from daycare and was all like stungly. And whenever he's stungly, I'm like, you're unwell. And then he was like, I don't feel well. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> And then so Millie's like, I'm gonna get a bucket. My like, good call. Blah, like, fuck. Like, thankfully, he's always in the bucket. We're, uh, we're, we're very good. We're very smart. Because he's now that he's old enough, he can can tell when it's coming. So bad to be like, no bomb talk, everyone. Uh, like, but he was he's like, I need that bucket. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then so he kind of can bomb pretty on and off for like four ish hours, like once every hour or so. There's only a handful of times. So thankfully it wasn't too bad. But the concern was, fuck, is this that gastro that's going around just pillaging it's it's Viking just raping and pillaging uh all the childcare interesting it's, way to put that I know, horrible horrible day. example. But it is like it's just wrecking shit. Yeah. Thankfully, like, because it was such a small window, it was just a handful of bombs. It may have been something just sat weird in his stomach. Mm. Because I haven't got shitty. Millie hasn't gotten shitty. It's my wife. Like, we're, we're going to be doing okay. I'm on, like, some still trail-in COVID vaccine stuff. So, my, my sinus is a bit bit garbage. But, you know, okay. You know, but I don't have the gastro. So, I was like, I think we're all clear, Max. Yeah. We kept a pretty we kept a pretty tight tight ship. Everyone was in their right spaces to, to, to not in, cross-infect anyone. Um, but, yes, that was pretty brutal. I had to sleep on the couch. Uh, on the couch bed. So, thankfully, because the last time I slept on it, I was 30 kilos heavier. And that thing sucked. Much better now. Just saying. <laughs> it's amazing how things improve greatly. <laughs> when you, I like, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. My back, this bar's wrecking me. I'm like, this is not too bad. <laughs> Can't even feel the bar anymore. <laughs> I'm like, that's a very bad. Like, I didn't think that one of the benefits of losing weight would be that like, the couch bed would, would be comfy. But it is. 
Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, not a whole lot, man. Work, work's been work, life's been life. Uh, I ha- well, in terms of what I've been playing this week, I did stream for the first time in what feels like forever. Mm. Like we stream, obviously, this show on both pods that we do, this and the Young and the Wrestlers on on the Twitch. Um, but it's been a while since I've done an actual stream of a game. Uh, so at the start of this week, I was like, with all these days gone, hubbub going around, I'm like. I need to get that plat. I want to get that plat. I was meaning to always go back and get the plat because I finished the game. I did all the missions. Well, you know, all the, the main story missions. Mm-hmm. I rolled credits. I was like, man, I know I don't have much left. I don't have much left. So I pull it up and there's, yeah, there's only like, you know, eight or so trophies. And a lot of them are just finished, you know, the ambush hunter storyline, finished the this and that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So uh, uh, over that stream and a, and a night before, I was just had a pod, some podcast playing. I just went and I just gr- grinded my way through mm-hmm. uh, all the ambushes, all the marauder camps, uh, all the birds and all the Nero sites. And so all I have left now is the get 180, 75% of the collectibles, mm-hmm. which I've got like 30 or something to go. Uh, and then I have obviously the platinum and there's one other one. Which my brain is farting on me now. What is it? I don't know. It's gone because I the one I just I just did the uh, the drift with the nitrous, mm-hmm. which was a bar, was absolute bastard of a of a fucking trophy to get. Uh, and then there was the kill five enemies with the, with the different crossbow ammo. That one was fine once I unlocked them all. It was super easy. Uh, I could I had to kick over all the fourteen of those rock mm-hmm. formations. That was shit because I've I had thirteen of them. I'm like. That's the worst when you don't know which one it is. I mean, which one is it? And it's always the last one you share. Thankfully, it was only like the f- first like four. I went through a guard and went here, nope, here, nope, here, nope. Yes. That's right. Then. Trophy. <clears throat> and that wasn't too bad. I was worried that I'm going to have to go through all of it. Well, that's what stopped me from going back and doing God of War Plat because mm. I think all I'm missing are the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, I got and I'm just like, I don't know which ones I've gotten. I've gotten most of them. Mm. And I'm like, can I be bothered just like checking every single one with a guide and be like nope not that one nope not that one nope, thankfully not that the one. guide that i don't know where i got it from did it in a nice like yeah. chain so you never really have to go here to here to here to here to here he's like hmm which is not bad um but yeah so i'm this close it's got to do the collectibles now which i'll probably end up using a guide for as well to get me across the line and then i know there's obviously more trophies that are outside of the main campaign because mm-hmm. there was a dlc that came out afterwards probably won't dive into them I think once I get the plat, I'll be like, cool. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's good to go back, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, <laughs> even two years after it's released, there are still some problems. There's one corner in particular. You can just fall through the map. And I did it three <laughs> times. Because I just I because I, I fell through, died. Then I respawned. My, oh, I, was take, I drove the same path because I was driving to the same location. Do <laughs> it. Like what the f- <laughs> like oh man okay it's because there's a corner problem with this corner, um the second one which I did snap a video of because I laughed so hard. Uh, I was trying to do the drift thing and and then a zombie came and one of the zombies that's full mm-hmm. of like fucking fences the bears that's full of zombies a zombie bear that's full of fence, and it starts attacking me and then this other thing jumps at it and it wigs it out so it, it kind of becomes into its static tipos and it's gliding across like chasing me down. <laughs> And I think I kill it because it stops moving, but it doesn't fall over. Like, uh, I can walk through it. Like, that's not good. <laughs> Other than that, the gameplay is so much better on the PS5 now. 
And um, we'll talk more about Days Gone, especially Days what Days Gone 2 could. You know, we t- touched upon it last week, but there's more to talk about this week. Um, it's going to be a hot button thing right now. Mm. Uh, but no, it's good to go back. The hordes are still horrifying. I feel unprepared every single time I get in them. I can have all the all the like the the napalm bomb things, the Molotovs, de- remote detonators, whatever. I constantly feel unprepared, and I love it. It's such a good feeling, like because when you take them out, you go, ah, hordes are so so good. Although you've been playing a new game this week, only for like two hours. Mm, yeah. So <clears throat> thanks to the team over at Bandai. We got to check out near replicant version, whatever. Whatever. I honestly cannot remember all the numbers. So this is a kind of re- remastered, loose term. It's an upgraded version of the the 2010 cult classic of Nier. Uh, so Nier got two releases. We got an, uh, uh, an Eastern and a Western release. And um, it was also different on the system. So the PS3 had one version, which is more similar to that of what Near Replicant is now. Um, so when I played this, uh, it was very uh, tonally different for me because I played it on Xbox 360 where the protagonist is an older gentleman and you're, it's, it's exactly the same storyline, but um, you know, you're trying to find the cure for your daughter. Whereas in Replicant or the, the uh, PlayStation release, uh, you're much younger younger protag and it's your younger sister so it changes the dynamic just a little bit mm-hmm. uh because obviously you know you're the protector of this village and it makes sense as, as an old dude you kind of that that's cool whereas now playing it you're like this really young kid and he's like oh you're the village's protector it's like really there's no one else that could possibly do this yeah. that's a little bit older and a little bit but, more but if anything that makes it seem more of a jrpg yeah. when there's a kid involved so um very early, I've played about an hour and a half, so I've finished the prologue. So, for context, so we're recording on a Saturday. The code did come through this morning. This morning. Um, the game released yesterday, yesterday at the time of recording. Yeah. So, yeah. big thank you again. Um, so, we've only had whatever time we could squeeze today. Yeah. So, uh, this game does something that I, I both love and hate in video games. Yeah. So, in the prologue, you start as this really overpowered dude. Oh, like, worst. It, like, power levels you. You kill one thing and, like, bam, you're level 30. And it gives you a hint as to what the skills and abilities you're going to be able to get along the way. Mm. And then after the prologue, it does this time skip and then you have nothing. And you're, you're back to level one. Your week is... I, hate it. I both love it and hate it. It's like, oh, this is what I'm going to, this is what I can achieve eventually. And it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've, I can't wait to dive more into this. Uh, very early impressions. It looks way better than what it did. Uh, that goes without saying the game, came, you know, originally came out in t- 2010. It was very. <laughs> um, Does it feel 2010? <laughs> Not really. There has been some, um, from what I've seen and from what I've read, there have been some upgrades to the combat system to bring it more in line to that of Nier Automata that came out in 2018, yes, I think. Because um, obviously with the release of Nier Automata, it kind of blew out here, especially here in the West. It, you know, it, it reviewed really well, it sold really well. Um, and I think this is, this is a good way to go back to the original because obviously Nier itself was originally a spin-off series of the Drakengard series. Oh. So it's one of the endings of Drakengard led into this whole game. So it's still, it feels like, even though I, I give Persona shit all the time, like Persona is a spin-off to a bigger franchise, as is Trials of Cold Steel, which you are, yeah. which are also playing. Yeah. It's all that, that weird interconnectedness 
which is which is really cool i love it when when you know they can build a uh, (laughs) to put it uh but for lack of a better term like a A shared uh, universe like the mcu (laughs) uh, of whatever the franchise is it's really cool to you know because sometimes there are those awesome stories that you see in side quests that can get some more love if they've got their own thing to yeah. to live in which is awesome so i have it installed on my ps5 as well and re- a near replicant looks exactly like not a betson game <laughs> but that's why i want to play it because i think i i do want i do worry that there are times where i'll be like yeah it's not a betson game and i won't touch it having having played I it like, before, my, like uh, having played it before i think the i think the storyline may pull you through like it's a quite a compelling story don't think so yeah from memory i don't think it's an overly long cool jrpg that's good to it's, it's no trials of course <laughs> uh, that's like hundreds of hours long <clears throat> but yeah no i'm very keen to yeah just to, just to give it a try because yeah i'm trying to sometimes i try to step outside of my comfort zone because we you know we we have a luxury here and the luxury is that the, the the games we talk about the games we discuss are games that we want to right mm. like we aren't uh, you know uphold to some we must play the following games like like literally one of the decisions that i made you know x many well close to you know four years ago now was like no no we play what we want to play because mm. that means we're going to care about it means we're going to talk about it means we're going to probably critique it better if we care about it so you know i i won't force you to play anything you don't want to mm. play and i and I, same goes for me so of course that comes with sometimes a lot of positivity because we're playing games that we want to but then i yeah i do worry that sometimes it makes you go mm, i'm not going to play that it doesn't really look like my kind of game and then i miss out on something amazing and if near is this cult classic that it that they're yeah, I, I honestly is, think it might this story I, I like. think this story could be compelling enough for mm. you to to get you interested um otherwise uh this week i've also i went back to resident evil 7 yeah so to get myself ready for resident evil 8 i'm like i'm gonna reinstall resident evil 7 maybe i'll do another playthrough turns out i never finished resident evil 7 yeah. so i Jumped back into my save file. Went mm. where, were you, where were you at? So I was at the uh, collect the two colored key cards to get the the cure. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, so I'm you're, like, you were I'm right like, at the I end. was literally right at the end, and I'm like, I could see the end. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna do this other thing real quick, and then I kind of forgot about it, and never came back. Yeah, that happens a lot. So I'm obviously now <clears throat> I did the cure stuff. I'm at the very end thing. I've just got to finish the last i'm assuming yeah. the, the one last big encounter or whatever it is yeah so look i i, I rolled credits on that last year because mm. it was on my list of games mm-hmm. to get ready before 2020 and, and then the start of the year i smashed out resident evil 4 so i'm like i'm in a really good position to get yeah. ready for village which oh, i'm excited for but it was, it was so funny so i was sitting there playing it and i play with i play with headphones on my wife's sitting next to me we're sitting in the dark room so she's got i've obviously i can hear everything that's going on so i'm like oh there's a guy around that corner i can hear the the from those you know did not my wife did not (laughs) and then it just jumped around the corner and my wife's like jumps straight out of her chair and i'm just like yeah i saw that coming (laughs) so that was that was funny nice um but yeah the resi yeah because neither uh neither you or i played the demo but when we can talk about it now can we talk about it now we can talk about it now so we did get sent um some video footage uh from capcom australia to check out which was essentially it's the gameplay of uh what your what the demo is plus a little bit extra so even though we weren't able to play the session we were able to see some um some preview footage which was really cool and 
Ew, it looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah. Like I know, that, I know that's not really like the, the exact sort of critique that they want, but it, it looks fantastic. Yeah, May the seventh can't come soon enough. Yeah, no. So there's a lot of little things in there. It's obviously the city is it's dense. It's exci- It's so you, there's we see some of the castle stuff. We see some of the village stuff. Uh, but in the footage, so in in a lot of it is what you see in the trailer, whether it be the uh, the the the. the the wheat fields or the mm. sort of sort of feel, uh, you know, so you sort of see and get to feel that tension of the, the werewolf characters running around. You get to see that guy who shoots at you through a curtain, you know, like the, it shows some of the inventory and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it looks very similar to seven, but it's got a little bit of that four in it. Um, especially cause we, now that we have to, um, you know, collect money, to, to use with the Duke. Uh, oh yeah, you can didn't de- have that. You can definitely see the the influences that Resident Evil Four had on this game. Yeah, and like having it in in first person is beautiful. So I presume the version the foot I think the footage we're looking at was from PS Five, uh, and it looks mad. It looks fantastic. Uh, just yeah, everything has that kind of wet shine to it, which is kind <laughs> of nice, especially when you're in the, those outer areas. And then when you're in the in the castle, you know everything's got that gl- that gold glisten. <laughs> One thing I, it's funny. So I love the that you brought up the castle. It's so funny. So it's supposed to be Lady whatever. I can't. Like Dimitris. Yeah, it's supposed to be her castle, right? Why is it not built for her specifications? Yeah, she's like hunching through every doorway. It's like it's your house. Come on. But like, why is it not something that? Yeah, like it's a good point because <laughs> what she does is very similar to Mister X. She's going to chase you. Yeah. So it's very inconvenient for her to have doors that she has to duck through. If she's like chasing you down a hallway and she's like, oh, hang on, <laughs> just just wait there for one second. I'm going to walk backwards into this one. It's a tough corner. <laughs> but no, it looks it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really cool. So, um, yeah, it it looks. And a couple of things I no- I noticed as well in the footage, and I, I'm sure you guys, if you watch, go back and look at the trailers because it's not entire. It's it's the same footage, but in gameplay, it's not in yeah. cut like the trailer was. This the daughters are all the same. They're all the same daughter. And they'll sound the same. All the same. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm positive. I don't know about that. Hold me to it. <laughs> Hold you to it. Because, yeah, because yeah, I was watching with headphones and I could hear and they were speaking, but there was you know, they have the, like, the, the same voice in multiple locations. Like, Are they triplets? Like, does it make sense for them? It could be, be triplets. Like, they could be triplets. That's very possible. But they look, like, similar enough to Or are they like- just moving so fast that there's three of them and you just don't know yet? There's <laughs> <laughs> one woman walking really fast. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not sh- sure about that one, but that's pre- pretty bad. Mm. And then, of course, yeah, we sort of get to see some of the other characters, like the guy that looks like um, uh, the dude from uh, John Abruzzi from Prison Break we talked about last week. So you can see a bit more of him and how he gets involved. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool shit. I'm, I, like, as of right now, after watching that, if I can sneak my way into the into the, the the demo tomorrow, sweet. Then I'm on blackout, complete cut off until release. Like I've made I've made the call. Like nah, holding off. Let me get there. It'll be hard. It is. Very, very hard. But uh, yeah. And then, of course, I played some Outriders as well. I'm still pushing through that. I'm having an absolute blast. Mm. Fuck Outriders is good. Yeah, the, la- <clears throat> the last thing I played this week is uh, the season three for Call of Duty Black Ops oh, yeah. Cold War kicked off. So with that came New Zombies. So that was fun. So there's a new a new Zombies map in the rotation for their new Outbreak mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also changed the way you can unlock some of the weapons now. Okay. So uh, it used to be you could only unlock them by, by playing multiplayer and Warzone. 
because uh, I was talking to a friend. Uh, he's like, oh, no, you got to get 15 one-hit kills and then stab someone in the same life in 15 different matches to unlock the ballistic knife. I'm like, no, I'm reading it right here. It says kill 300 enemies with an epic knife in zombies. So one round of zombies and I am, uh, I, I have a ballistic knife now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, that was fun. Uh, so they've added a few more. They've updated the map, so they've changed all the icons on the map, so they now make sense now. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit easier to read, a little bit easier to see. They've added a few uh, a few new item pickups that you can pick up. So because you can upgrade the tier of your weapons, they've added in uh, it's called like a, an anomaly wrench, and it just instantly upgrades one tier. Nice. So that's really awesome. They've added a few little mini games in there, but nothing too drastic has changed. Uh, multiplayer got some new maps. I know Warzone got nuked, and there's a new map there now, and it's never going back. And oh, but I don't play Warzone. I did play it when it first came out. And I'm- Call of Duty already takes up too much space on my hard drive. Yeah, that's my concern. Now that now that the new, and I I think I ranted about it when it originally released, but the new outbreak mode for zombies runs on multiplayer maps. Therefore, you have to have multiplayer installed yeah. on your console. So it ups it from a 40 gig file for just zombies to 150 gig for multiplayer and and i got it's just so so infuriating so dumb it's so infuriating all right before we get into the news with this we get into the section we call uh our get less fat update so for those of you that don't know uh during 2020 i lost uh over 30 kilos using a product called the man shake is a meal replacement shake that i am an ambassador for and as a result for the players is powered by the man shake so max Started his weight loss journey this year. He too is having some some sweet shake, shake action right now. Coffee, super greens, a little bit of cinnamon. Fucking mint. Let's no, no cinnamon. Not one of those ingredients were mint. Yeah. No, no. Thank, <laughs> thankfully not because chalk mint, not so good. Just saying. Put it out there. My wife loves the chalk mint. The is always thick. No matter how much water you put in, no matter how much you shake it, chalk mint is always thick. I don't know why. No one can. No one, Even Adam Mad Dog McDougal can't give me the answer as to why. <laughs> So, for that reason, Max and I, uh, we've, we, I'm continuing my weight loss journey this year. Max has started it. So, what we do every week, we come on this show, we talk about it as part of the thing, as well as working in conjunction with the Men's Shake to, to keep ourselves accountable on, on our journey. Max, how do you go this week? You were at 9.8 last week. Have you made that line? No. Fuck! I'm, si- I'm still <laughs> sitting exactly where I was last week. So, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's still I, a good I didn't, put, didn't put anything on. Um, I need to put in a new order because I've just run out. Chalk Hazelnut came out this week. I know. You want to try it? It? Yeah, I kind of do. I got back in the kitchen. Is it? All I want to know. It, oh, damn it. I just want to know if it's liquid Ferrero Rocher. Well, that's because if it's if yeah. it is, like I'm so sold. Yeah. Because like, I'm, <laughs> well, I'll I'm, give you a little sample then before <laughs> you buy any. You can know. Because obviously, all I'm using at the moment is caramel and coffee. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the other ones. Well, so and the Chalk Hazel was incredibly popular. They sold out of their entire original wave in about three hours. So it was like close to 4,000 bags were sold in like a couple of hours. Oh, okay. It's like shit. But no, very thankfully they did. They they they, uh, they sent me a sample bag. So I'll, I'll scoop you some and give you the bill as well. Sounds good. Um, I myself, journey's about the same. Uh, after, uh, after the COVID vaccination kicking the shit out of me last week, I went uh, on Sunday because mm-hmm. uh, you know we were talking on Saturday. Like, oh, no, just do your leg stuff. I'm like, yeah, I go just do your leg stuff. So I decided to go in there and I'll, I'm like, I'll do some squats, right? But I'll do the bar. Like, I, I won't even put any weights in the bar. I'll just do the bar. I'll practice my form because I've never, I've never done squats. Do it. I'm like, this is not so bad. Okay, this is, this is working. Next day, I'm fucking dying <laughs> in the legs. <laughs> now, the reason being is because, like, I can, I can leg press 
reasonably well. I can <clears> leg <throat> press about 110, 115 kilos, right? Mm. Forgetting that, like, I weigh that, right? I weigh 110. And then I'm putting a bar on it. That bar's 20 kilos more. So I didn't calculate that the bar is, in fact, adding to my total squat. That So I was like, oh, it's just a 20 kilo bar. How, how hard can it be? No, motherfucker, I got to lift my whole body plus the bar. So I died for days. <laughs> my legs, const- my thighs screamed for days. And so much so that they were tight and that they're just pulsing and occasionally they'd get really warm because obviously blood's slowly going back to them. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. They're all good now, though. Some will probably do squats again. It's probably mine. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, after, yeah, after vaccination, it, it was a bit, a bit shit because my arm was, was quite sore. But thankfully, about Tuesday, I was able to get back in and, and do some weight stuff again. And because I was holding on to a little bit of, a little bit of weight because I couldn't do anything really. Mm. Um, but that's kind of plummeted back off again, which is nice. I have balanced back out at 110 mark, which I'm pretty confident is kind of my base. Um, as I talked about before, I'll try, I will, I will push a bit further in the future. I think right now I'm just going to get like, get used to where I'm at now. Not maintenance, not main, not, not maintenance per se, but like maintain where I'm at. And then, uh, and then I'll try cut again. And then I'll, cause right now if I could, if, I'm pretty content with the, my calorie intake that I'm at. Mm-hmm. So if I, bro- if I drop it down a bit, I will see results again. I just got to make that hard cut again. Uh, Drew, I'm imagining those thick bets and legs. Damn right, these bad boys ain't not as thick as I, they once were. I was going to say, if he wasn't in shorts and was slightly more flexible, he might be able to lift it up in the air for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 yeah, it's been good to go back to the gym. It's, it's, it's weird how, like, when you do it and, like, when you've been doing it for end of time, your body notices when you can't do it. It's like, lift things. Mm. <laughs> School. But if you want to support us on our weight loss journey or maybe even start your own, there is a link in the description. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P manshake. You don't even have to buy anything. Just by clicking the link, you are supporting us and you are checking out the, the manshake product. And, you know, maybe you might even uh, you know, start your own journey. Good stuff. Anyway, let's get in the section we'll call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in place only like half an hour later. What happened this week? <laughs> Lots. Lots happened this week. So we'll kick things off with some Sony news. Uh, this might <clears throat> this might not interest everyone, but uh, it should be spoken about. So Sony will host a press conference in China next week with the China Hero Project titles likely to appear. Uh, the showcase will happen on April 29th, and you can watch it live on some of the following platforms. We have Weibo, uh, Billy Billy, and TikTok, because what a great platform. Mm. So the big one uh, out of here uh, a couple of months ago would have been uh, the big viral game, video game, uh, the the the, uh, the Curse of Wukong, or the yeah, the, the I can't the think that of. I, but I keep calling Wu Tang because I'm, I'm racist. <laughs> definitely not Wu Tang. Um, yeah. um, so that a lot of people are hoping to see that. Hopefully, that will you know might get Isn't picked up by Fist Sony or something as well. Like dot i dot s dot p. Probably, I don't know. Probably uh, so if you're interested in you know. Those Eastern style games, this might be might well, be for yeah, you. So, yeah, China. So PlayStation and China have done something previously. Yeah. So it's good that they're doing they're supporting that again. It is that weird line of like that weird China line. Everyone's like, Ooh. but hey, it gives me an opportunity to make some cool games. And that's cool. Mm. But wait and see. Uh, so there's a lot of Sony news. We're gonna go one for one on this. So the PlayStation Studios, Max. So. As the title of this episode suggests, Sony and PlayStation Studios are often criticized for their samey looking video games. 
And, that, and the, by same, they mean third-person action adventure games uh, is, is their go-to, right? And you can't argue that. So PlayStation Studios, uh, so head of uh, PlayStation Worldwide Studios, uh, Herman Holst, spoke with games industry and uh, games, yeah, not just the whole games industry, the company, you know, gamesindustry.biz, not just all mm. everyone in one go, and states that he wants to prioritize games that are, quote, distinct and diverse, end quote. He adds, I am very interested in creating a diverse slate of titles. Actually, the shape or form that they come in are less interesting to me than the fact that they are differentiated, diverse, and distinctive. I think that the games that we make are as distinct and diverse as they can be, he comments. From Sackboy to Astrobot to Dreams to these kinds of games that the, that you're referring to, like The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, you can bet that we will carry on making these games because they are the heart and soul of what we do here at PlayStation Studios. But at the same time, we are just as committed to making these quality experiences as we are to experimentation and to coming up with fresh ideas. End quote. Holst goes on to talk about how passionate and ambitious teams of developers are uh, the lifeblood of PlayStation. He adds, we tend to work with teams that, w- that do have something in common, which is that, they, that, which is that ambition that the Firewalk team has. It's coming, that's coming up very quickly. Referring to Sony's newly announced partnership with said studio. Get to that in just a moment. But also the fact that Firewalk is a very strong autonom- uh, autonomous and I would say fiercely daring team culturally. That's a really good match. So I seek uh, those factors before I go into narrowing it down to genres or gameplay modes. Hurst reiterates, it is more about the experience being differentiated and unique. So we'll talk, we'll talk about this and then we'll add some thoughts. <clears throat> so as referenced earlier, Sony has signed a publishing partnership deal with Firewalk Studios alongside the parent company, Probably Monsters, and together they are developing a brand new multiplayer property. Uh, founded in 2018, Firewalk Studios is spearheaded by a number of veteran developers, many of whom have worked on AAA titles in the past. We have Ryan Alice, the game director, was a creative director on Destiny. Alina Siegman uh, is the executive producer and was a producer on Guitar Hero 2, Bioshock Infinite and multiple Destiny releases. Uh, our deeply talented team has helped to, uh, to bring life to franchises like Mass Effect and Apex Legends, writes the studio head Tony Sue on the PlayStation blog. Sue has worked on both Destiny and Call of Duty in the past. And Herman Holst also took to Twitter with, quote, proud to announce that we're partnering with Firewalk Studios on an ambitious new multiplayer game. I'm having a lot of fun playing it, and I can't wait to show you more of this exciting new IP for PlayStation Studios. So with this being a big multiplayer thing, this is one of the things that is brought up often. Sony needs their own locked-in first-party multiplayer game. Well, at least this is supposed to be second-party. You know, because they're not a purchase studio. But... Is this what Sony is going to need right now, Max? I don't know. We don't know what kind of genre it is. We just know it's a multiplayer game. There's a lot of Destiny in there. There's a lot of Destiny in there. I mean, someone's worked on Guitar Hero 2. Do I want a new Guitar Hero game? Yes. Are we going to get that? No. No, no, because Guitar Hero (laughs) will be very good. (laughs) So I guess, in a sense, it all depends on what kind of game it is. Because obviously, having a multiplayer game is very mm. it can be open to anything yeah so uh, i'm gonna the way i look at this 
is I look at this in terms of the genres of these people that these, these games people have worked on. We're looking mm. at Apex Legends, Destiny is a big they one. They are big Call shooters. of Duty, yeah. there are all shooters. So if anything, I remember there's been a long speculation about the return of SOCOM in mm-hmm. some way. And I know that there was this idea of bringing it in to be kind of like PlayStation's version of Siege. Mm-hmm. That was kind of around that. That talk was around. Um, that could be a path that they might want to go down. They may even be going down that path. Or hopefully they're not taking the Apex Legends approach and making a uh, battle royale. I don't see that being likely because they're kind of choosing their relationship with uh, Activision and Call of Duty. Yeah. But it looks to be at least a. I, I would say that the safest bet here is a shooter. Yeah. It's, a fir- it's probably some sort of first person multiplayer shooter. And. Shooters are missing from the PlayStation, PlayStation Library shooters. because obviously with the the loss of Resistance is gone, Killzone's kind Killzone of quiet. Yeah, it's not a lot, man. There's not there's not much happening in that space. So, but you know, they wouldn't have, uh, especially on their own plat their own platform, very little. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, not, yeah, in terms of the diversity that yeah. um that uh, Herman Holst was mentioning there, and I think look, I think the. The criticism that Sony receive around like all their games are third person over the shoulder action games, I think is correct. Yeah. Um, however, I just happen to like those style of games, and it's probably the most readily accessible genre of game. So I don't think it's a fault of Sony. It's the best way to 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 share narrative driven games, yeah. and that's their focus. Their focus is games. Because if you put, if you put God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, and Last of Us all next to each other, yeah, technically they're all third person action adventure games, but none of them are the same. No, like they, they do they do play vastly different. They play vastly different. They look vastly different. They feel vastly different. They just happen to be. You know, it's like, you know, putting everything in an action genre in a film, right? Yeah. You can deliver that number of different ways, but, you know, there is that, that there is that synergy amongst them of that genre. And I guess it's because it was, it, it is what works. Yeah. Like, I, and I said, it, you, you can't like, are you, are you then going to shit on like, you know, a Plague Tale because it's also third person over the shot, you know, third person action adventure. Like, it's just, it's a great way to see your character and see the world. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Like, obviously, a lot of their temple titles are third-person action-adventure yeah. games. And by connecting with someone like Firework, and if they are going down this, this you know, predicted path of a, well, what we're predicting anyway, mm. to be a, a multiplayer sh- first-person shooter, that is hitting a bunch of things that they are straight missing. As, yeah, of as, course. As you were alluding to before. Like, we're, we're missing multiplayer. We. They're missing multiplayer. They're missing a first-person shooter genre. Bring it in, and this looks to be, and this looks the great way to go about it. And it looks as if that they're getting the right people on board in terms of like whether it be the creative, the creative director for for Destiny is not something to to, to scoff at, right? No, whether no. it be because that he they may have that you know not that technical. I'm sure they have technical know how, but I mean like if they're there to channel what the story is going to be, where it's going to go, where it's going to fit. Like I don't think you know creative director of Destiny might not go down that siege sort of uh socom avenue yeah because you've obviously a bit more fantastical sci-fi feel to it and then of course you got mass effect in there as well that's got that sort of sci-fi feel apex a spin-off of uh of uh, titanfall sci-fi as well wouldn't surprise me if we expect something sci-fi out of them as well now granted people have completely completely changed expectations you look at gorilla right gorilla made at sci-fi shooter with Killzone, and they blew it out with horizon 
So I can't go in. I can't have the assumption that from what in, from their history that their their history will dictate their future. Oh yeah, I of cannot course. make that call. However, I'm going to do it anyway because I'm pretty <laughs> confident that is where they're going to want to it go. Does, it does. In make terms sense. of risk aversion, as they as we discussed last week, you know, they're touching upon the idea that like what works first yeah. person sci fi shooters. If that if that if they are as truly risk adverse as Jason Trier is leading to believe then this would make sense. I mean, you look at you look at all the the, the sci-fi shooters that we have now like re- within re- like recently, we've got Outriders, Destiny still going. Warzone is a free-to-play game that is still going strong yeah. and just recently got a, a massive update. Like they do work and they do bring in the crowd. But the hurdle is there's already so many of them. What are they going to do that's going to separate it? Yeah. Cuz like you can't get into the, like it's going to be near impossible to get into the same fighting field of destiny of you know because you know this is an ongoing game or even the likes of warzone and you know there's there's only so much oxygen in the room yeah and you've got a handful of games that are taking good percentages of it you because it's it's with a single player game it's easy to take take to to steal the oxygen in the room for a short window of time because it can redisperse yeah when you've got games that require you to play x amount of time for x amount of weeks constantly 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 that people schedule their week around a game Unless Sony can come in there and break that mold and make force someone to get off Call of Duty, which is very unlikely, or Warzone, which is very unlikely. Uh, sorry, uh, off uh, Apex Legends is very unlikely. Like they're going to have a very, yeah. very tough time to get into that market. Oh, definitely. Because by like if they're working on this game now and look, it's playable in some way by the sounds by Herman, you know. So either they're in you know late alpha or about you know in beta area, but we probably won't see it for a little while anyway. Yeah. You know, and then of course with Sony just announcing shit out of the blue, like that connection with that uh, that studio making of the new studio in Canada, like three weeks ago, they had no logo, no nothing. Like they they just need to get the good press out there, and that's what they're doing here. They're like, ah, no, 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 we're not, no, we're not what Jason Try said. We're doing something else. To me, this does feel a little bit trying to put out fires. Yeah, you know, obviously this deal has been in the works for a while. And they didn't just make the call this week, but maybe they were holding on to it for a little bit longer. So they were, maybe they're going to show something with the announcement. But they're like, no, we got to drop this shit now. Do you think that's the case, or am I just overlooking? I don't know. It's hard to tell because obviously a lot of their stuff, a lot of the news that has come out this week from the Sony and, and one of the upcoming stories, it does seem like a um, a reaction to what that report, that Bloomberg report was. Mm. Because um, obviously, you know, we had, I'll spoiler a little bit, uh, Jim Ryan come out and say that PlayStation 5 will have the most exclusive titles of a PlayStation, of any PlayStation console. Oh, jumping on that right now. So uh, <laughs> PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has stated in an interview with uh, Nick Nikai that Sony is making sure the PS5 generation will contain the most exclusive titles it has ever, so has ever put out for a single console. Translated by, tra- translated by VGC, because apparently Jim Ryan didn't talk in English, I guess, said, quote, We have been quietly but steadily investing in higher quality games for, for PlayStation, and we will make sure that the PS5 generation will have more dedicated software than ever before. Ryan then goes on to explain how the company has bolstered its exclusive lineup in the past with mergers and acquisitions, with Insomniac Games provided as one example. Quote, We will not rule out that option in the future. End quote. Elsewhere in the interview, Jim Ryan also, uh, once again commented on the situation surrounding Sony's presence in the Japanese market. He said, It is important for us to provide software that fits the Japanese gaming community. Obviously, Nakai is a Japanese platform, yeah. hence 
why the, that focus. Uh, and PS5 ha uh, has included a lot of software from Japanese developers since its early stages. We will continue to strengthen our ties with Japanese developers and release content for PS5 that fits the Japanese market, end quote. These strong relationships with, with teams from the East have led to the likes of Forspoken, that was previously Project uh, Athia, yeah, yeah. and Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, trying themselves tying themselves to PS5, sorry, with some form of exclusivity. What was the point you're making? Just that um, it does seem to be a, a like a reaction to, to that article yeah. to, to tell people, yes, um, we're not completely risk adverse. We do have these things in the fire. We just haven't said anything yet. Yeah. And here's some more information. We're going to get these exclusive out. We're going to try and talk about other games apart from, you know, our big, uh, what Naughty Dog's working on, what they're working on. You know, we obviously know that Naughty Dog are working on something. We can all safely assume that Insomniac are going to pump out another Spider-Man, be it a, number a numbered sequel or another shorter mm -hmm. um, Miles Morales style. I think the next one we see would be a full-blown I, I would imagine it would be a full-blown sequel too. Like, we know these are coming. It's nice to see that they do actually have something on the back end. Um, obviously, some of this news is a bit more exciting to me than someone maybe to you. I much prefer the Japanese-style games. Huge fan of the, J the Japanese RPG games. And if they do bring stuff like that, like, I'm stoked that Final Fantasy 16 is going to be exclusive. Now, I know it's all also launching on PC, but it's console exclusive, at least for the time being, yeah. on PlayStation. Like, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rest of the Final Fantasy remakes, because obviously we had a uh, PlayStation had a year-long exclusivity on that that expired a couple of weeks ago. And nothing's it, happened. And, and nothing's happened. Nothing's been spoken about it. So it'll be interesting to see... You know what what comes of these things like i think I, I i forgot to put in the news but they you know they're also sponsoring uh team asobo which is a uh a, an indie developer hub in japan mm -hmm. where indie developers get together and all hang out and pitch their ideas apparently uh sony have thrown some thrown some backing to them so they've got you know they're trying to do all these things to say, hey, we're not the people that you think we are. Mm. We are doing other things. You know, we do still care about our indies. We still do care about, you know, the other other developers. It's not just these guys are our go-to guys. So I think part of that comes to the, the concern about them separating themselves from Japan. They are a Japanese studio. They were yeah. born, you know, in born in japan um and then when they when they made that transition to their worldwide offices being mm. in america in la i think you know there was that concern that they're separating themselves from, from china uh, from china from japan and then of course with the complete destruction of of uh, studio japan um yeah. there, there is that worry that they've lost that connection because you know the japanese are very loyal to the companies from their own like there's a reason that, that microsoft and xbox haven't picked up there and xbox have tried to jump into that market they did it in xbox 360 with a lot of the, the J jrpgs and whatnot and they didn't see much success because mm -hmm. it's they didn't care and so at least what the reason that i think is touched upon that is to sort of re re remind that there is still old sony in here yeah there is still old sony that, that loves japan that knows where they're from and because that's i think that the big narrative right now is that the jim ryan's taking them in a different direction which and new ceo would do that but that people aren't liking that direction like they're kind of like forgetting the roots because he's you know some of his comments around uh essentially just disregarding the past mm. that leads you to believe that like he doesn't the legacy of sony which is a big part of it and i think that that means japan or ja the japanese heritage of the company so i think the, the comments around that specifically is is cool 
means that they will, we'll get some cool stuff out there, which is like, great for you. Mm. Um, even though I shit on like Japanese weeby shit all the time, um, I'll always give it a go at least once. I even Persona, <laughs> I'll give it a go once. At least once. I liked it. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the exclusivity thing, this is weird. I like it, obviously, being a PlayStation fan and player. Uh, like cool that means there's more good stuff well I I messaged you about it I think it was this morning and I said I'm all for it as long as they're not reselling me remakes and remastered of remasters of games that I already own and have played like am I getting you know because obviously there's the rumor of the the last of us remake am I are they just going to spew out all their old all the the older exclusives that we've already seen and have, have had their time in the in the sun, and then they're just going to keep rolling them back out as 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 new exclusives, because well, the, that kind of that kind of seems a bit yeah on the nose. That's the but tough if they because because you know going back to this Bloomberg report, it sounds like they're not letting people work on new IPs. Yeah. So how are you going to give us all these cool exclusives if no one's working on anything new? Well, that's the t- like I said like that to go so, exactly what you're saying because technically if if they release that and they are exclusive, he's not lying. Yeah, and like right now. With this Bloomberg Bloomberg report, whether it be entirely factual or not, which I presume it is, there is a seed of doubt. Yeah. For a longest time, we you know not we we were never blind towards what Sony could do, but the average consumer wasn't blind either. But we could just be like, oh, whatever, like Sony have got it, like this should be fine, right? Mm. But now we have enough doubt. They've enough doubt, enough question, enough enough has been delivered to us to go, huh? Maybe they don't have it. Maybe like we. Like, Previously, if you had this, you'd be like, dope, fantastic. But now we've, we've got seeds, be like, but what if it's just all remakes? Because it's technically, he's technically still exclusives. Yeah. Like, like do, or are we going to see the likes of the PS3 again? Where there was just stacks of fucking exclusives, like every month for some reason. Mm. You know, like all these second party dealings. And I, I, I see Sony doing more second party deals than first party deals. Like in, in terms of buying and like they mentioned that they're not against buying studios, but- they don't have the money, they don't have the financial support to do what Microsoft is doing. No, no. So no, it's no. much easier for them to shake hands and bolster deals because I think that is a smarter decision. That removes the monopoly of, yeah. of the gaming space because it's very interesting how, you know, I, I myself included, I was like, un- I was uncomfortable with the purchase of Bethesda because, like, I really, in the same way that I was uncomfortable with. Disney buying Fox and buying Star Wars and buy because I'm like, how can one company or two companies own everything? That seems kind of fucked up. And here with Microsoft, I was like, that seems kind of fucked up. But with Sony, if they if they do take that approach of not buying up every studio, but instead they're shaking hand making deals, I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's still fucked. Like because exclusives are still at their core kind of fucked up because it yeah. means you have to buy this to play this. But it's not as stranglehold on the space. Like everyone's praising Microsoft for what they're doing, and I think they—I I do think they're—they're they're bold and they're ambitious. But you know, the there's—I see that as a bigger deterrent to the gaming space than because, like, I, I, once again, from that I've, I've discussed this many, many times about the the what I believe is the hands not communicating with each other at Microsoft, right? We're there for everyone. Games don't have generations. Everyone can play our shit. We have a bunch of exclusive stuff that no one else can play. And like that, yeah. that, that complete mixed communication, at least with PlayStation, they said, 
we make exclusive games and we're going to deliver exclusive games. As of right now, they are yet to break that. Now, yes, they bring them to PC, but they're, they're way after their, 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 their lifespan. You know, Days Gone comes out next month on PC Horizon. The games have had their time. Mm. Both of them are now, have literally been given away for free on PlayStation. So that in terms of exclusivity is, I think, yeah, it's, it, it's at least with PlayStation there, like when they when they started this generation, they said, we are focusing on doing what we used to do. Now, granted, we should change. Change is good. So the idea of what Microsoft are planning on doing or their original intention, which was there, you know, when they were losing and they didn't have anything, they're like, everyone gets everything. But now they get now the now the chips are coming in their direction. They're suddenly hoarding those chips a bit more. And I look, I imagine in time with Sony not hoarding those chips anymore, as those chip shots start getting taken away, I imagine they too will open up their arms. It's that repeated cycle of business, right? Yeah. Like when you've got two big companies going at each other, they will, they're endeavored to repeat themselves. I mean, we, we saw- Or repeat each other. You know, we saw only last year that Sony is willing to do that with the likes of crossplay. Yeah. And like to a degree, for- their hand was forced pretty hard into that. But they could have dug their heels in, and and they could have, and like we, we are seeing those, you know, some bends in the rules, and I don't think, and I don't think a lot of them have been bends out of the goodness of their hearts. No. Like I don't think crossplay was out of the goodness of their hearts. I don't think the reason to have Horizon be on PS4 and PS5 is the goodness of their hearts, or re- or maybe the request for Resident Evil, which I know they they don't really have that control, but mm. that's more of a Capcom decision. I mean, I mean that in the, the idea that. They made that call, same for Spider-Man, because they had to. Because there's not enough PS5s out in the wild. They were like, well, we're going to have to make this call for financial reasons, yeah, yeah. not for goodness of heart Of course. Reasons. It's always, it, you know, it's always it's business, business reasons. It, it, but it I mean, from bad. a, like, you know, it's from an optical perspective. It's, it's so, Sony, if they could, wouldn't have done that. No. No. But like, yeah, their their hands were forced. Well, it's interesting that you brought up the the limited amount of stock. So there has it's almost been, like I knew the next story. Yeah, with crazy that. So with the limited PS5 stock situation still ongoing throughout the first six months of 2021, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has sought to promise buy, uh, has sought to promise buyers that the company is trying its best to increase the availability. Uh, commenting during the same interview with the exclusive titles with uh, Nikkei uh, that has been translated by VGC, the CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment touched on a couple of reasons why the PlayStation 5 console has been tough to come by. He said, quote, Supply under the new coronavirus was very complicated, and we had to limit distribution to online. The supply and demand for semiconductors is also tight worldwide. We are asking our suppliers to allow us to increase production, which will flow into the market this year. They can ask, but whether they get they or not- They can ask, but everyone wants them. Yeah, because- yeah, Like, they're in everything. Yeah. It's fucked. So. And look, don't get me wrong. I think I made this joke last week. Like, China are more than willing to throw human suffering and destruction at things to make them happen. Mm. But, like, even then, in the coronavirus, they were like, look, we can't throw any more bodies at it. We're really sorry. Like, we, we currently disregard so much life. So, hopefully, they will be more available in the future. I mean, they're literally selling out the moment they're back in stock. Yeah. Like, I would imagine almost all retailers have such a massive backlog of people ready to go on a list. Yeah. And it's just, I consider myself very lucky that I managed to get one. Yeah, same same here, man. Like, we're trying to get more to open up a second location for the company that I work for, and we need the consoles. And, yeah, we just got, we've got one. No Xboxes, one PS5. And it's fucked. 
Uh, one thing that might be harder to come by depending on when they drop it is the next generation version of VR. In that exact same interview, man, Jim Ryan went fucking hard. Uh, Jim Ryan hinted that the potential market for virtual reality is huge. And he said that PlayStation is committed to making great gaming experiences to keep its community engaged. Quote, the next generation VR system is a very strategic opportunity for PlayStation, which it really is. He said, as reported by Upload VR, he launched PS, we launched VSPR in 2016 and we've had time to understand the VR experience for years. What I've learned from VR is that the potential market is huge. I want to continue to provide a high gaming experience to keep the community entertained. This is machine translated, so there's probably a little meaning lost here, but it's clear that he's referring to high quality gaming experiences. And that he is spot on in terms of they do have a strategic opportunity right now. Um, in, in that no, like no other console manufacturer, whether it be Nintendo or Microsoft, are touching VR. Mm. They are right now the most consumer-friendly, consumer-available place to a VR headset. Like you can just have a PS5, PS4, PS5, you can run VR. You don't need this chonking PC to yeah. be able to run it. Also, hey, Mr. Dev Chataway in, in the chat. You know, it's good to see him, a friend. I haven't seen him around these parts in a while. But um, the, reason that, the reason I bring that up is because Dave, uh, he and I were at PAX in 2015 and 2016 getting those really early hands on of VR. We're like, this is the future of what gaming and gaming experiences can be yeah of course because it completely changes the dynamic of how you play a game it literally puts you inside and it gives you that extra level of immersion that playing on a flat 2d screen really can't yeah and like don't get me wrong i will always i will argue that vr's potential is way greater than just games oh yeah like if it's experiences, it's concerts, and especially in this now post post pandemic world, if I can pay fifty bucks and I can get to see a band in a really good spot with in VR, you know uh, I'm going to do you, that. You know you just want to go WrestleMania in VR. I do want to go to WrestleMania in VR, and I will pay a ton of money to do so. That is what the VR experience should be. That is what I want, and I in time we'll get there right people are probably more excited to be back into a room and see concerts <laughs> again but like give me the psvr2 part of that is do you want to watch wrestlemania in vr I'm like damn right i do sit me in the front row i will watch it you can take my money <laughs> you can take the money you know but even movie experiences right like yeah, the same thing like you name it i want to get involved like that's where that's the future of vr and like is it psvr most easily accessible vr there is except for quest quest is pretty dope and pretty easy but you still have to have a pc in somewhere, and it's not as powerful and for those people who are um have aversions to using facebook you're kind of stuck yeah you cannot use it without a facebook you know? yeah. mm. returnal ryan returnal is releasing on the 30th of april and the countdown is on preload for the title is currently available sitting at a file size roughly 56 gig a new playstation.com promo piece for the title adds some specifications for the game. The title will run at 60 FPS in dynamic 4K, but it's also using the PlayStation 5's ray tracing technology to bump up the lighting across the board. Quote, by leveraging the PS5's ray tracing hardware, we are able to deliver high quality lighting in real time. Technology director Ethan Watson explains, quote, our global illumination system uniquely adapts to the randomized placement of the world, while neon lit projectiles create that arcade fever dream feel our team is known for. 
I am so, so keen for this I am game. so tortured just reading that. I'm like fucking rock. I got hard. to, I watched the, um, I think IGN had like a five minute yeah. gameplay. I watched that the other day. I'm just like, I, I'm in. See, look, this is, this is what's going to be amazing. So what we've seen so far, because then as, as we said earlier, neither you or I have played Returnal yet. Um, it is, it's a bullet hell in mm. third person. So there is like blasting shit everywhere. And they all have that light, you know, neon sort of, as they said, light neon vibe. So we're in a ray tracing world, that's just going to look amazing because all the environments look kind of dark. This alien planet that they go to in Returnal, uh, you know, the, 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 at least that first biome, right? It looks dark and, gr- and gritty and, gr- and grimy. Mm. So when you start pumping light through it, it's going to look amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! I need to play this game so fucking bad. And obviously, having it run at sixty is beautiful. A yeah. dynamic four K, not complaining. Like, I don't like as long as it's not like you know four forty four forty p with sixty frames. I don't care. Like dynamic four K if it drops between like ten eighty and four, I'm fine because I think ray tracing is going to be needed. It's going to be essential in making this an incredible visual experience. Yeah, because like something as simple as just how light reflects off things is amazing. It's how, it's why, what makes HDR so good. Like looking at the future of what, what good visual fidelity is, it isn't just resolution. Everyone has such a hard on for resolution, but lighting and ray tracing and HDR, that is what it should be. Yeah. 100% what it should be. And God, I want to play Returnal. Like, I, I don't know. I, I know I'm like feeding my own hype cycle, and that's cool. Like, because I'm on complete blackout. I watched that footage, similar to yourself, and I went, "I got to stop watching this." You know, and, <laughs> and like, but even then, like, the idea of what the game is in my hair is probably a bit harder. And like, you know, we, we've like, I, we've got friends that are playing it, and obviously, they all have to be tight lipped as well. I'm like, fucking tell me that. <laughs> like, tell me it's a good. <laughs> And of course, like, I know the rules of like NDAs. Yeah. You can't say anything. I'm like, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, I'm very, very excited. And that, yeah, that comes out next Friday. So, um, is it next Friday? Yeah, I think, oh. I think Friday's the 30th. Yeah. Hot damn. Right in time for the weekend. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, right in time for episode two hundred. Yeah, episode two hundred. Let's just don't forget. So you got you got a fill in for me right this weekend. I yeah, can like, just stay, I can just stay at home and play Returnal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic! But let's add more information around Days Gone. As I said at the start of the show, I'm replaying Days Gone right now. I'm doing the end game stuff so I can get that platinum trophy. But as part of that kerfuffle over a Days Gone to uh, the pitch being rejected by Sony, former Bend director John Garvin, who liked my tweet yesterday about playing Days Gone. Thank you, John, you fucking champion. Uh, <laughs> controversially said that the fans should buy games at, quote, at fucking full price, end quote, if they love them. Quote, I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale. I got it through PS Plus, whatever, end quote. And now on the completely opposite end of the spectrum, Days Gone lead designer Eric Jensen uh, has sought to assure fans that he appreciates them no matter how much money they spent on the game or what or when they purchased it. Talking, taking to Twitter, Jensen said, quote, whatever you, whenever you picked up hashtag Days Gone on day one, borrowed it from a friend, watched someone else play it or tried it on PS Now or PS Plus, I appreciate you. Thank you for playing our game. The outpouring of love and support for our game and our studio has been incredible. Now, this is a loaded fucking sentence from uh, from, from uh, John here. I, what do you think? <laughs> I, mm. 
It's hard to say. Like, obviously, I don't think that... Because the game still was profitable and sold well. Yeah. I don't think that's why the pitch got denied. And I don't think more people buying it at, quote, full fucking price would have made too much of a difference. Personally. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's what the issue was. Because if the issue was just, you, you made a profit, you get the sequel, then there's no no need for any of that. So there, there's obviously something deeper going on there mm. that, you know, Look, has, has caused that statement. Like, and obviously, you know, with... <clears throat> On the other end of the end of the spectrum, with with Jensen coming out and saying, you know, we don't care how you play it, as long as you played it, as long as you loved it, it's all that matters to us. Now, it should also it should be noted that John Garvin does not work no at Sony Bend anymore. So he and he left a couple of years. He left ago, right? a while ago, like just as the game released, right? So I think for him, and so this is something that was brought up. I was listening to um, Sacred Symbols, the Colin Moriarty PlayStation Pod. And he was talking about how his interpretation, and to me, me it makes sense. Pardon me. There is a lot of pent-up anger at Sony Bend, Mm. whether that be from how Days Gone was received, how it was treated, how the production of it went down, or even the post stuff, whether it be the the, the Uncharted, The Last of Us, these weird sort of things that are going on right now, that whole rock star uh, north, south, whatever the fuck it was. Right, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Yeah, sorry. Not thank Rockstar. you. Naughty, yeah, Rockstar North is a thing. Um, <laughs> Naughty Dog North, right? <laughs> and like, there is pent up anger there, and there yeah. is a lot of it. And I think this comes across in in what John Garvin's saying. Now, he, I think, he, I've, yes, he's worded it very poorly because, thankfully, he was, was in an interview with um, uh, what's his name, David Jaffe, yeah, uh, who was like, "Well, how do people know they love it even unless they play it?" Mm. He's like, well, how do you expect it? And then he's kind of like, well, yeah. So he didn't really have a backup argument, which leads me to believe he 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 said it, but like not what he was trying to say was a little bit different. Yeah, I think it was more of the this is the same thing that the Colin sort of brought up as well was the the consequence of decision. Like you can't expect in terms of your buying power, right? You, how do you expect things to happen? If you're not willing to go like the the full way, now, now granted, I'm I'm the, I'm you know here in Australia when you're paying $125 for a brand new fucking game, you wait, you make sure it's good before you buy it. You know, like it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you, you do your market research. You work out how long. Yeah. You work out how long the game's gonna go for. If that's if, if you're gonna if, get value for money. You yeah. Know. If you're if you're is a dollar versus minute approximation, yeah. then that's a big part of it. But you know, for us, it's, that's a lot of money. So, you know, look at reviews, seek out reviews. Like, obviously, you know, we ourselves are very, very lucky. We are mm. we are in a position, for as small as we are, that we we get kindly given a lot of codes to play. So our cost isn't as large when it comes to, to playing games. So we aren't the best example to talk about that. Mm. However, so what I read that is, is him going, if you want something, like, you have the power. Yeah. As the, as the as the buyer of said product, you have the power. If you want there to to be a future in this, you have to financially invest in it mm. because that, that's how the market works. That that is how, as a consumer, it works, right? If you just wait for it to be as cheap as possible, well, yeah. But what message is that sending to said company? Yeah. When it, when everything is a business and it's all about the dollars in, you know. But that's what I mean. Like you know, that's why this argument's so strange because. Like I said, the, the game was ultimately profitable. Yes. So if his argument is, 
We have to make a profit to make number two. You did that, but you're not getting but to make number two. Maybe it wasn't in the quicker window of time. Because yeah. I, because th- in that same conversation, he he talks about God of War, right? Mm. And then Days Gone, and and he's ba- he seems to be almost baffled why Days Gone didn't get as well received as God of War. But God of War is a known quantity, and Days Gone is a new IP. That's very true. But it's not even that. It's like because uh, the big thing around Days Gone is the version that was put out by PlayStation PR was a garbo version yeah as i heard the term you say on a laugh as it was a garbage version right like it was not the superior version now we were we did play that version not the version people got like the code like two weeks before it released right mm. ours was about a week out so there was still there was an update that we yeah, yeah we didn't see the og version of it which was fucked apparently we saw a slightly a higher run version of it but even then, it's like that is the, that's first impressions, man. Mm. So like, even though the game now with patches and updates or whatever is really really good, that first impression when you go to Metacritic, that is what you see. You see it at a seventy, which mm. I I still argue that seven is not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But from a Sony perspective, and if they are risk adverse, as they are saying that as this what the conversation is right now. Why would they risk that money on a seven when they are only wanting quote blockbusters? Yeah. So I think I yeah I think Garvin John Garvin has he has some anger he has some animosity towards Sony in some capacity and with that has come that belief right yeah and that and that process not that he's been like probably not super hard done by but at its face value that sentence is gross oh yeah. But I think there's more to it than that, you know, because not everyone can pay games at full price. Let's talk some dice awards, Ryan. So I think uh, either this morning or yesterday at time of recording, the dice awards happened. Yes. So these are the the awards by the industry. Yeah. So rather than like having critics and stuff sort of review it as normal, this is from uh, developers and other developers coming together and uh, essentially having their own little awards. Yeah. Right. So, as they normally do, Sony did take home a few awards. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima took home f- uh, took home four different awards. Mm-hmm. Last of Us Part 2 won two. Dreams picked up one. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales picked up one. Uh, but the big winner of the DICE Awards, picking up both all Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, and Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, all went to Indie Darling Hades. Nice! Nailed it. Please release it on the PlayStation platforms. I want to play on PlayStation, damn it. <laughs> uh, so, Ghost of Tsushima took home Adventure Game of the Year. Yep. We have... Uh, remake got Role Play Game of the Year. Yeah, Final Fantasy Remake got Role Play Game of the Year. Tony, Tony Hawk's Hawk Pro sports. Skater took home Sports. Yeah, okay. Nice. Sure. Flight Sim did what got uh, Sim. Sim, yeah. Uh, immersive Reality, so VR game went to Half-Life. Not much else really stood out, so it makes sense. Four guys, one online. Outstanding achievement in animation. Last fast makes sense. Yep. The game looks fucking fantastic in that stance. And Ghost of Tsushima took home outstanding achievement in art direction. Beautiful, yep. Miles Morales took out outstanding achievement in character. That, I would agree with that. I think Miles Morales as a character is quite, quite you know, diverse, but not in much yep. because he's Puerto Rican. I mean, like in terms of he has a character. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima took home original music composition yep. and audio design. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, outstanding achievement in story went to Last of Us Part Two. That's great. Like I, I agree with it. But people will be sure that one. <laughs> uh, the technical achievement award went to Dreams. Yes, big time. 
Um, and outstanding achievement for independent game went to Hades as well. Beautiful. After it took out Game of the Year. <laughs> that, that white light is so, so blinding. Yeah, I know. Get out of here. So it's cool. To, it's good to see. Like wh- One thing I always love about when the Dice Awards get involved, right? Because like, as I said, it is done by devs. Yeah. So there is like that weird conversation of like, do the critics always it's, get it wrong? It's the other makers giving their, their hat yeah. nods are going, yeah, you guys did an, uh, a yeah. fucking amazing because job. Because they, like, they get it. Yeah. I'm not saying that critics don't get it. I, I or you know, as people that are like semi critics, I guess very loosely <laughs> critics. Um, you know, I get really mad. When people say critics don't get it. Don't judge. Forget. Like, God damn it. But it's nice to see when either they mirror, or yeah, when you see the other when those that are in the trenches. Because you could argue that the developers are going to be more objective on a game than yeah, big time. Because some some reviewers and critics do have their own personal aversions to something. But but once again, that's how reviewing works. Yeah, of course. Like the I, you know, how many times have I said it's not a Betson game? Yeah. How many times have I ever said it is Betson game? That is me putting my own uh, oh, yeah, subjective feel on something. Of course. That's how it works. All right, Ryan, we'll wrap things up uh, with some quick bits, if I can speak properly. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone PlayStation 5 version has finally been confirmed by Activision with no release given. And no file size. No file size. Cyberpunk 2077 refunds accounted for less than 0.5% of its launch sales. This is why pre-ordering can sometimes suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's nuts, right? They're like, well, if it's so broke, like, everyone, like, once again, if you look at the vocal majority on socials, I got a refund. I, did you? Fucking did you, though? I did. Clearly, you didn't. <laughs> you, I know you I did. did. I took my copy back. But I mean, like, if you look at that, they're like, eh, like well, I know a lot of people who were like, they'll fix it. I'm going to buy it again later. I may as well just keep it now. Yeah, but I'm looking, if you look at the narrative- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, the narrative online is we all, we all we got, got our money We all back. got refunds. We all got refunds. No, you didn't. You fucking liars. Well, all that's the you. thing. I, I had this conversation. Like, at what point does it count for, like, if I go down to my local EB and return it, is that coming from them or are they only refunding- are they, It still counts as a refund. Or are they the only talking refunds from their own GOG store? Ah, that'd be a tough one, eh? I don't know. Because uh, I bought the game and should have refunded, but just didn't, see? Same thing. I'm not saying you're the problem, Dave. Not at all. You are 100% the problem, Dave. It's all <laughs> your fault. It is entirely your fault that it's only 0.5% of it. <laughs> you should be ashamed of your... <laughs> Fuck. How dare you hold on to something and not return it? Uh, as we alluded to earlier, Resident Evil Village Castle demo will go live this weekend. Yeah. Um, and Destruction All Stars is getting a photo mode. Woo. That's like, you know, that game's like 60 bucks. Yeah, I'm so glad we got the PlayStation. Yeah, first. goddamn. All right, here are the top 10 best selling games on the PS4 for the week ending the 18th of April 2021. They are as follows Number 10, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number 9, UFC 4. Number 8, Marvel's Spider Man. Number 7, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 6, It Takes Two, which allegedly has passed over a million. Uh, downloads or purchases or whatever me and Dolph no, it weighs a lot well nice. done well done to, uh, to Hazel number 5 uh, Gran Turismo Sport number 4 Ghost of Tsushima number 3 FIFA 18 uh, no, 21 that does look like 18 because I'm blind number 2 NBA 2K21 and number 1 GTA third week in a row because uh, the Easter sale GTA 5 which means people are playing it getting banned and then buying it again. apparently the Ghost of, uh, it's not in the news I don't know why I didn't put it in but apparently the Ghost of Tsushima guys are working on a, a cool multiplayer game too yeah apparently allegedly Shout do, out to, I, uh, do I want it to be more 
Curse of Tsushima Legends? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Just want more of that. Give me more of that. Um, now, I did check the upcoming titles, thanks to VG247, but apparently it's just Returnal, which cannot be true. So, in terms of recommendations this week, probably Returnal. Probably Returnal mm. is your go-to. So, you'll have to wait till Friday. I mean, Nier just released on Friday, uh, yesterday, time of recording. Nier is fantastic. So Please, far. by all means. Um, so, you know, only two hours in, bro. So, you so can't, you can't make those claims. I mean, You're only two I mean, hours in. I have played the whole game before, but this is the remastered version. That's so. true. So, I'm just saying, we'll be very careful. It is uh, so you far. Can't be, you can't so be far, making claims fantastic. about how good a game is if you've only played like less than two hours of it. That's true. Without clearly stating that you played less than two hours. I mean, I did say it at the start. You did. You were very clear. I've done. Like, I've done the prologue and maybe uh, the first two missions. Played about. I think my my total play time is about two hours twenty minutes. Yeah. And it's fantastic. <laughs> so good. So far. Go put that asterisk at the end always. Uh, but yeah. There you go. It's well, the fine print. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this lovely Saturday here on the Twitch or Monday on those podcast services and the YouTubes. We appreciate you coming for 199 episodes. I say that because I know, I, I would like to think you've watched all 199 of them. Come back next week for the exact same show at number 200. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, the one thing, we, one thing we'll be able to promise for 199 episodes and then now we'll be 200 is the same shit. <laughs> like, if you liked it 200 episodes ago, spoilers, you still like it now. If you didn't like it 150 episodes ago, it's still the same. If you liked it back then, but don't now, let us know why. Yeah, yeah. Is it because we're still the same? Because I think that makes sense. Minimal change does that. <laughs> anyway, we are, so we are, heading, we are coming back uh, for next week with episode 200. Um, I'll drop it here as well because it's been an hour and whatever. And it's been an hour and whatever. And anyone that- like, you, you dropped it for the pre-show. Now you're going to drop it for the post-show. Yeah. So we'll catch all the people that don't stick around forever. Exactly. Yeah, people that stick around. So- uh, next week for episode 200, returning for the first time in what would be close to 440 something days, uh, and returning for the first time in 66 episodes, Josh Saunders, co-founder of the Pop Culturist, co-founder of For the Players, one of my groomsmen, one of the most important people in my life, uh, as one of my dearest friends is coming back to record episode 200 with us. Uh, I reached out to him saying, hey, you want to make a cool little video? And he's like, fuck you, I'm coming in. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so he's, he's going to come in for what I presume will be all the, essentially his last time. Because he never really, <laughs> never really got a send off. He just kind of fucked off at the end of 2019. <laughs> yeah, so just, He's like, uh, I didn't play many games this year. So, so I have. See ya. So yeah, peace out. Game of the year this. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be cool to have, to have uh, uh, you know, then, now, and forever. Like, you're know, then using stealing WE's his thing. Uh, be, I'm very excited to have everyone in the studio for episode 200. As we said in the pre-show, he is our version of The Undertaker. We just roll him out every celebration. <laughs> so he's coming back in 50 episodes. We come back at, you're back at 250 the quarter millennium. That's it. And then we'll, then we'll fuck him off again. We won't see him for another year. <laughs> Comes out, does his one match, gets paid a lot, goes away again. Dave says, my favorite host was Fat Ryan. Gets, no way. I gets, hate Fat Ryan. Gets dropped on his head once. <laughs> <laughs> you give him a concussion. It's crazy. My goddamn Max. 
either way. But yeah, so it's pretty exciting for next week. Uh, we will be at the same time on the Saturdays at uh, 4 p.m. on Twitch. We're doing the show live. It'll, it'll probably be some newsy things in there. In there. Luckily, we'll talk about Returnal, but it'll, it'll probably just be a big old chat and catch up and discussing where this show came, you know, started from 200 episodes ago and the changes and the things that have happened in that 200 episodes. Um, it'll be a good sort of retrospect to look back as well as sort of looking a little bit in the future as well. That's you. Oh, it is me, isn't it? Oh. After your long spiel, I'm like, oh, you, you did pretty well. Man. This PlayStation conversation happens every <laughs> Monday morning. You're right, yes, one. Fuck off. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join us in future conversations, especially next week, Big 200, three hosts, come check out our socials. Three <laughs> hosts, half the amount of show. <laughs> no, no content, just three hosts. We're going to sit here for an hour and a half. We're going to talk about what we've been doing in the last year. There will be no games. <laughs> be pretty mediocre at best. Fuck it. Come check us out. Facebook, Discord, Fuck Instagram. Fuck, I was going to do with you Saturday. <laughs> Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All of our links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popculturist so where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. Uh, or part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Uh, if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this PlayStation pod Uh, give us a 5 star rating and a written review on your podcast services Uh, like subscribe leave a comment below on the YouTubes Uh, I endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist as well as our merchandise popculturist.com slash shop where you can buy uh, shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it and until next week we come with episode 200. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. And for you, Dave. It was for you. Mostly, I love you. Mostly Dave. <laughs>